Welcome to Cybersecurity Business. I'm your host, Kevin Pouchet, COO of Klogix. In our podcast, we interview CISOs and other security leaders to hear their advice on the business of information security. This podcast gives our listeners actionable takeaways to help them increase the effectiveness of their security programs. Today, we're joined by Fred Webster, Information Security Officer at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Rhode Island, where he's been for three years. He has a long history in security management is and is steeped in experience in third-party risk, and he's here to provide important insights on what he's learned over the course of his career. So in this segment, we will be discussing the hot topic of third-party risk. Fred, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm super excited to, to be part of this. Good. Well, to kick it off, in case everybody doesn't know who you are, why don't you give just a little bit of background on your role at Blue Cross uh, your experience with third-party risk, and then just maybe frame it. Like, what is third-party risk to you, and why is it such a hot topic? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I've been in cybersecurity for a little over 12 years at this point, and I've, I've had a relatively diverse range of experience. I've, I've been in, you know, I've worked with retail pharmacies, PBMs, as well as a, a couple of MSSPs across, you know, throughout the throughout my career. Um, I've been with Blue Cross for three years now. Um, I came on board as their director of information assurance uh, and business continuity. So I, I had both of those functions. Um, and I think that's important, important to pick out because, you know, I think the business continuity aspect has allowed me to, to look at third-party risk, not only through that lens of pure cybersecurity, you know, data security, but also the, the business continuity, business re resilience lens, which I, I think sometimes is overlooked. Mm -hmm. um, so here at, at Blue Cross, we call our third-party risk program, uh, our Enhanced Vendor Oversight Program, or EVO. And I, I guess to, to answer your frame-up question, um, you know, to us, we're, we're, we're very concerned about uh, HIPAA data. So any of our vendors that either process, work with, uh, store, transmit, uh, PII, PHI, um, that's something we're particularly concerned about uh, because our industry, we're a, we're a health payer. That's our bread and butter. Mm -hmm. uh, outside of that, um, you know, we'll also include any type of st strategic or uh, critical vendors. So any type of vendors that are working actively in our environment, you know, have network credential logins uh, or, you know, directly connected a B2B network connectivity uh, situation. I feel like uh, the buzz around third party risk over the past couple of years has really catapulted. What, why do you think that is? Yeah, well, I think, you know, starting way back with the, the target breach, uh, however long ago that was, you know, third parties tend to be the, the pain for a lot of information security and privacy departments. Right. I mean, you know, you, we can't, we live in a world where you can't do everything in house and, you know, to have, um, you know, to be able to, to efficiently run your business, you need to rely on others to help you. And that introduces the, the risk with third parties. So, you know, you need to trust them and you have contracts to protect you, but, you know, those are not bulletproof and you can't, you know, as we'll get into, I think earlier, later on in our conversation, you can't predict what's going to happen. So right. you can do your what, best to manage it. What do you think? So when, when tackling this topic, third-party risk, what, what do you think some of the biggest challenges are? Yeah. So our program involves a lot of vendor outreach. So mm -hmm. um, engagement from the vendors, like, is is the most critical piece and it's sometimes the most difficult um you know we're as i said we're a health payer we're uh from the blue cross association we're one of the smaller plants so we're not 
you know, we're not naive enough to think we're the big fish. We're relatively small. And, and to get some vendors' attention, to get their time, uh, that's a challenge for us. Uh, so, you know, that's something we've worked on over the last few years. Uh, additionally, once you get, you get this information from the vendor, you need to kind of normalize it and quantify it. Um, and then once you've done that, you now need that you have this data. You need to provide visibility within your organization. And, and kind of the, the end result of that is you want the business to use that data to make smart, risk-aware business decisions. Um, so, you know, I think it's key to, to be able to quantify your program and, and its performance. Right. Well, I mean, uh, I guarantee there are there are people listening to this saying, Fred, you mean to tell me it, it Blue Cross Blue Shield with a name like that? It, it's hard for you to get the attention of your third parties. I, I imagine there are some people with far smaller organizations without sort of that brand name. I, I imagine how hard it must be for them. Yeah, it's uh, I can only imagine and I should be yeah. know, grateful for the situation I find myself in. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it's difficult. And and one of the things, you know, we did we've done to kind of address that challenge is over the last two years, we've kind of revamped our program. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, if I'll, I'll take a minute to kind of take sure. your journey. Great. So we had a, a legacy program. It was based in our EGRC platform and it was a questionnaire based program. And, and basically we, you know, we're relatively lean organization. So we have uh, limited time, limited resources to this program. And, and the folks that we had working on it, were spending a ton of time, just the admin work of it, you know, adding, adding the vendor contacts, reaching out to the contacts, asking if they got the email, asking if they could log in. Once they, we got, we got to that point, it's like, okay, now you need to provide, you fill out this questionnaire and provide the supporting evidence. Um, and it, it just was a huge time sink for us. Mm, right. So one of the things that led us to update the program is, is when we're looking at the environment is, is a, a change in our thought process. So, you know, going into this, our EGRC was everything. It, you know, it has your, your policy, your risk, your governance, your findings, your exceptions, remediation plans, and this EVO program. The shift that we had is, well, it's the single pane of glass. It's where the business goes to see everything, pull it together. It doesn't all need to be facilitated in there. And so what we did is we, we broke our program out into two uh, components. Mm -hmm. One is that questionnaire piece. And we actually partnered with a, a vendor called, uh, not to plug them, but Wistic. And, and their whole bread and butter is they help facilitate and automate the questionnaire process. So we, we have a standardized questionnaire that's, that's based on uh, NIST and CSF and, and you know, all the general practices and guidelines that are out there. And we use Wistic to deliver that to uh, the, the vendors and they handle essentially the onboarding, the follow-up, even the annual reminder of, hey, it's time to reassess this vendor. This all happens within this platform. Um, and so that, that reduced that administrative effort on our analyst end uh, as well as the follow-up time. But there's an, a value proposition for the vendors that we've, we've been able to kind of share with them. And that is you can share these questionnaires um, they're mapped back to common framework. So if uh, another uh, another one of their customers comes with them with a, a similar questionnaire in this program, the questionnaires are all mapped. So any questions that they've answered for us that are still true, they can share with other vendors. Likewise, when we do our annual review, 
it takes the you know the hundred plus question air and mm-hmm. essentially allows them to just do deltas. So if it's ninety percent true, they can review their answers, change what's changed, and then reshare it. Taking what used to be a hour plus questionnaire um, to just being a, a review and you know, resubmit with then them just adding um, uploading the supporting documentation. So that was one big piece. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other part is, you know, questionnaires are good, uh, but you always want to do the, you know, trust but verify approach. So we partnered with another, uh, another vendor that we brought on board called Risk Recon. And that element allows us to independently assess the vendor infrastructure. So, and they'll essentially do uh, some type of vulnerability scanning, threat intelligence. um, And they'll also, you know, look at a number of trusted sources to identify if there's been breaches at those those vendor sites, you know, using publicly available information. And they essentially come back to us with a score for that vendor. And it's a, an overall score. Uh, and then they'll have specific domain scores like patching and application security. And what that does for us is it, it gives us actionable vulnerability information about that vendor. So one, it, it gets us quantifiable data, which is something we're looking for. But two, it actually gives us actionable data. So for, for some of our key vendors, um, either vendors that are getting a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of HIPAA data, a lot of PHI, PAI, um, that will actually perform outreach and say, hey, do you know that you have this vulnerability on your platform, on your portal that we're accessing and, and potential customers are accessing? And that'll give them the opportunity to, um, you know, assess those vulnerabilities or, you know, nothing's perfect, provide us feedback by saying, uh, yep, that's not us, or, you know, that's a false positive, just like you have with other types of vulnerability management. Um, So the the great part about this um, is that this has allowed us to really improve our vendor response time. So one of the one of the great things that Wistic in particular has done has it's allowed us to really drive down the time that the vendor's spending in this process, the time that we're spending on this process. So, you know, for example, the time for the vendors to complete uh, from a year over year comparison from the old program to the new program dropped 54%, saving um, over 20 days. Um, mm. The time for us to do our reviews and back and forth asking for feedback, you know, that's dropped over 35%. We've saved 19 days. Um, and overall, we're, we're seeing like a 47, uh, 48% reduction in overall end to end time. So that is an interesting, so that's a great metric. So speaking of that, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking, how do you sort of assess the success of your third party risk program? And I think you gave one metric, which is, you know, you have, you've integrated both a sort of a process as well as you've integrated technology to sort of help do the assessments Mm -hmm. uh, and it's giving you time back. Are there other metrics you use? Do you use aggregate scoring? What else do you look at to assess the success of the program? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I touched on it. So we we have the the program operational performance, which was a a huge win. And that that actually drove a good part of our ROI. It did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Additionally, we, we get the, so the, the WISTIC questionnaire provides us uh, a score. So every question mm-hmm. has a favorable response and unfavorable response um, that you can provide weight to. So we get a weighted score uh, mm-hmm. for the questionnaire that fits that kind of maps back to our risk appetite. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not so customizable. We're spending all day in it, but it's customizable enough where that score maps our risk appetite and the items of concern that we're particularly focused on. Uh, and likewise, I mentioned the risk recon. They, they provide those risk scoring domains um, that, 
provide us you know hard data that we can then quantify. So you know the ability to to have this these two quantifiable data points mm-hmm. allows us to provide that feedback loop to the business. Um, and ah, okay, good. That was my next question. How do you use this information to? Uh, sort of provide this information to non-technical people at the board level? Yes. So I could see executives' eyes glossing over as I was going over this. So (laughs) we we don't share all the raw data. What we do is we've come up with a, you know, report card style, ABCDF, uh, model And what we do on the back end is we have our WISTIC scores, our risk recon scores. There's a couple of other factors, you know, for example, are there any vendor related findings that we're able to add weight to? And basically for every vendor, we provide a ABCD score. And then what we do is to, to make sure we have, you know, the uh, senior leadership team, executive leadership team's attention is we aggregate the scores through their business domains. Mm-hmm. So on a, a regular basis, uh, at least uh, a couple times, uh, three times a year, I'll present to our SLT and ELT teams. Uh, and I believe it'll get up to the board level at least once a year in some type of aggregate form. We'll show this, um, these metrics. And essentially it's a, it's a simple bar chart that shows, um, you know, and we'll, to, to even make it simple, we'll put the name of the executive leader, the number of vendors and their aggregate score, whether it's an A, a B, a C. And the other thing we do is we provide a very clear threshold. So we have, we set a, you know, we set a, a line in the sand says everyone's going to be above a B. And, you know, I, I've talked about how we've weighted the scores and, you know, we've, you know, we have a weight and we've based on the weight and where we see the scores, we set a goal of where we want the organization to be. And as we see improvement, we'll move that score up or down. Um, so, you know, we've seen a lot of, um, a lot of good feedback from the executives regarding those metrics. Do you think executives in boards are proactively coming to information security, asking, what are we doing about third-party risk? Are we exposed? Because to your point, right, ever since going back as far as Target, it's constantly in the news as sort of some of these organizations' weakest link. Yes, uh, they they are. And, you know, it's one of our Third-party risk is, is one of our you know top risks in the organization, and I think you know some of the challenges that we've had with the the data that we've we've gathered is we still don't have that perfect predictive metric. So sure, sure. You know, if you're to look back at all the you know if you're going to do some historical analysis of of you know notable data breaches and and things that have been reported to the you know uh, that's had to have been reportable if you were to look back at our programs and you know they'd all have good scores they all have highly regulated uh, security programs they all have SOC 2s or high trust certified and right. you know they they have programs policies and all the things that we're doing here they're doing there so you know I think that's still a challenge for us and and because of that newsworthiness and, and the fact it's still happening executives are aware and in tune to it and and so we we always get good traction when we present to them they're they're very receptive and i've said it a dozen times whenever i'm speaking that you know here at blue cross i'm very fortunate that our associates and the leadership team is very risk aware very you know cybersecurity aware so you know usually um the executives look at this presentation and we'll always I'll, I'll have someone ping me after the fact that you know it's usually the person that's lowest because there's always that competitive nature uh, and they'll want to kind of do a deep dive of you know where their vendors are um what we can do to help improve their uh their performance and 
that kind of feeds into kind of what we do with with the program and, and the output of it is, you know, we we try to the risk recon recon piece we we reach out directly to them, but for this the existing vendors, you know. The, it, it takes time. You have to go through your vendor lifecycle management process where maybe at renewal, you add, um, you know, performance guarantees to improve security or, you know, maybe it's receive a high trust certification or a, a SOC 2 certification, but you have to add those as contractual requirements that the, the vendor can then strive to uh, obtain. So uh, one more question for you, Fred. So a, 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 as we look forward over the next few years, I, I imagine the amount of, of 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 third parties in your ecosphere, it's only going to increase. It's not going to mm-hmm. decrease. So h- how do you think third-party risk in general is going to evolve over the next couple of years? I'm curious what your thoughts are. Yeah, it's going to get worse. Worse. <laughs> so it's going to it's going right. to pivot from third party, I think, to uh, fourth party. So it's you know as you look at the interconnected world and the you know interdependencies that all applications have almost every software as a service platform as a service is, is built on someone else's cloud, a, a Google and Amazon and Microsoft. So, you know, and we see it now with a lot of our, our contracts where, you know, there are fourth parties being brought in as subcontractors to do components. So um, it's going to, it's going to expand, I think, unfortunately. Um, and it's not going to be any easier for the, the teams like my team that has to do these assessments. Yeah, I agree. And I think you could very easily make an argument that this should be a top priority for every organization. I mean, period. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Well, Fred, listen, I think we've um, we've hit the limit. And I, I really wanted to thank you for joining us. This is a hot topic and a great topic. And I think we're at a really interesting or critical time in, in our in our space of information security where I think it is vital and it should be a priority for organizations to constantly monitor third-party risk. And it sounds like, you know, you guys at Blue Cross, Blue Shield have done a great job. And, and I think the organization's lucky to have you and in, in your expertise. So thank you for sharing your perspective on, on how to do so with us. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. It's been fun. Yeah, our pleasure. So for our, our listeners, if anybody has any further questions, you can reach out to us at info at KLogicsSecurity.com. Um, you can see this in all our podcasts at KLogicsSecurity.com forward slash podcast. Thanks, Fred. Thank you. Thank you.